0: Patrick Everson, senior reporter for Vegas Insider. Not only friend of the show, but here every single week. And we now get to talk to you with the aftermath. The final Mm -hmm. product of March Madness. UConn looked like a dominant team from the first game to the last game. Uh, I'm grateful that I bet them after the first round to win the title. Felt good about that because UCLA let me down. Uh, Just when you look back now on everything we saw, the chaos, the low seeds, no ones even in in the Elite Eight. What's just your overall, I guess, reaction to everything now that it's done?
1: well i think first off being a friend of the show has been a lifelong goal of mine so to be termed a friend of- and i'm not kidding either i mean who doesn't want to be brought on as friend of the show you know and there I you go well, you, this, is a, this is a we hate for this guy too. but he's coming on anyway <laughs> that patrick everson guy is a real jerk but we're bringing him on the show anyway damn it <laughs> definitely want to be a friend of the show uh so i appreciate it and I, and I love being on with with the three of you every every week you, you three are fantastic and do a great job um so, and you can put that check in the mail now. Yes. Uh, but uh, my initial impression, as you look back on it, is this is this was really like March Madness. Like, this was a tournament that really, and, and in a way that a tournament really hasn't in quite some time, really, I don't want to say went off the rails, because it was fantastic. Uh, I think. I thought it was very entertaining, and, and some teams got in the mix that you didn't expect to get in the mix, and... Uh, Florida Atlantic was probably under-seeded. UConn was, even at four, was probably under-seeded. Um, I think it was phenomenal. Now, I there were a couple of books. I don't think BetMGM was among them. I think BetMGM saw a really good handle on this tournament all the way through. I don't think the fact that there were, you know, no ones, twos, or threes in the final four, or obviously in the championship game, impacted them that much. But there were some other operators that did note look. We would have seen much better Final Four handle with a little bit with at least you know one of the marquee names in there. so they were a little bit disappointed in that respect but but look it was a super entertaining tournament. It was a whole lot of fun. Um, I was inside a book of a, a big Vegas book on Saturday night when that when that San Diego Sto- state shot went down and the place what bananas it was it was phenomenal. it was there's still a really good vibe all the way through and um, it is weird though I'll tell you this getting off track a little bit so I apologize but I think it sort of ties into your question a little bit Nick and that is that March Madness is kind of the opposite of Super Bowl the Super Bowl crowds start building up in Vegas sports books until you get to the day of the big game and then you can't get a seat and every place is packed March Madness kind of goes in reverse last night you could get a seat pretty much at any book you wanted to there were people out decent amount but it wasn't like you needed to have it reserved or anything like that. It kind of goes backwards. There's not a big crowd on Monday night for the championship game. Everybody's here for the first four days, you know? It's it's weird that way.
0: Uh Patrick, let's go over to the Masters. Rory McElroy, sure. he's plus seven hundred. Scotty Scheffler opened at twelve to one, he's down to seven to one. Mm-hmm. Obviously one of the more bet golfers. Then you have John Rahm nine to one. Um, I would assume all three of those guys,
1: would all three of those guys winning, would that be a bad result for the book, especially Rory and Scotty? definitely Rory and Scotty at this point and this is fresh stuff from Brett, from BetMGM on Monday. I went back and forth with Christian Cipollini, one of the sports traders there. And, and and this has look, these odds have been up since right after last year's Masters ended. You could bet into this for quite some time. Now granted, a lot of this is really only getting legs now. Everybody's all focused on the Masters now that March madness is over. But Rom was the favorite when it opened and I thought what was kind of interesting is when it opened it was Rom at 12 and McIlroy and Scheffler were 13 13 to 1, 12 to 1 and 13 to 1. Um, and since then it's those three still that have separated themselves from the field. But these are really short odds, my guys. I mean, 7 to 1 mm-hmm. to win the Masters? I mean, you're not you're not approaching like Tiger territory of like 2007. I think I saw earlier today somebody tweeted out he was minus 125 to win the Masters before the <laughs> tournament. I mean, that's <laughs> nuts. Now this is approaching that, but you know, to be significantly below ten to one before a major is pretty interesting. But uh, so McElroy and Scheffler uh, seven to one, Rom nine to one. What Christian said was Rory is a loser at the moment. Uh, uh, Rory is definitely a loser. Scotty at the moment is a small winner, but he said if he's in the hunt on Sunday, he thinks uh, Scheffler will be a loser because people are going to jump in during the tournament, post round or in game. Over the course of the tournament, and he said, Rahm is actually a good outcome right now, but same situation as Scheffler. He thinks if Ram is in the hunt, they're going to take a lot of live money over the course of the tournament, uh, whether it's live during rounds or whether it's you know when new odds go up after each round played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, he thinks uh, you know that that, that that could be a trouble spot. Rory is only the, the only definite loser, but he thinks all three could end up being better outcomes for the betters than for the book.
2: I want to go back to basketball, but I want to go over to the women's game. Do you have any numbers, Pat? Uh, do you have any numbers, Pat, about how the handle has changed from year to year, or even this year throughout the course of the tournament? Because it felt like really the Caitlin Clark Iowa hype began right around the Sweet 16 Elite Eight when they not only mm-hmm. beat uh, beat Louisville, but then of course when they ended up beating South Carolina. How does prior years compare to this year for the women's tournament?
1: I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think prior years are gonna necessarily compare that favorably. This was. I mean, look. We all saw there was a significant amount of betting ch- of chatter uh, on betting Twitter, if you will, uh, for the for the you know over the course of the women's tournament. And obviously, all these huge games that that Caitlin Clark was having for Iowa was definitely getting some attention. And and you've got South Carolina there as well, which is which is which is its own story and a phenomenal program, of course. And, uh, and then ultimately a three seed LSU is the team that ends up getting it done but I I would I, I, I don't I'm anecdotally speaking here on this Trista but I'm pretty sure this was the most bet women's tournament by far and probably the most bet women's final by far and so it was you know as everybody alluded to a little disappointing that it, that, that the rest probably had a little more impact on that game well certainly had a little more impact on that game than they should but but I'll tell you what. They were betters were excited to run to the counter and bet hand over fist on Iowa. So uh, if you if you took the if you took the dog there, you did well. I mean, at BetMGM, for example, the, you know a, a couple of hours before the game, spread tickets and money were three to one on Iowa. They were you know overwhelmingly on Iowa. They were overwhelmingly on Iowa money line two to one tickets, five to one money. So um, and it was you know like I said anecdotally from what I heard and then also just kind of the reaction from people. It, this was definitely a very well-bet women's tournament. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there are opportunities when you have markets like this, uh, more so than when you've got markets that have been up forever and the numbers are airtight, like the NFL, for example. These are markets where you may have more opportunity um, than, than, in, than in the ones that have been you know, more traditionally better bet.
2: Do you think, Pat, that this is a, an inflection point for the women's game, especially considering that Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark... Page Beckers, AZ Fudd all coming back next year. And then there's maybe going to have some bleed over into the regular season and into the postseason next year too.
1: I think it could, if you have all these, all these key players coming back, I do think there's a, there's a, there's a better chance for that. Um, you know, there were people, I, it just did seem like people were genuinely more enthused over the course of the tournament, over the course of the women's tournament than they have been in the past. And obviously Caitlin Clark was a lot of that. Um, UConn has obviously got, you know, the, the the long history. And again, like I said, South Carolina recently has been the, uh, the more dominant team. If you've got these players coming back that kind of help capture that imagination, you need stars. I mean, you, you need stars always. I mean, great teams are, are fine, but you've got to have standout players that people can uh, uh, can kind of gravitate to. And you see that in uh, you know, in, in really all of the major sports if there, if you've got a team with a star that somebody can gravitate to, that team's going to get some interest. And um, if you've got multiple teams with multiple stars, those teams are going to get interest. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some carry-over. I would, I would certainly hope so.
0: Pat, obviously, you know, top 10s and top 20s and outrights really popular for the Masters. What about the prop bets? I know Tiger Woods is playing, so I'm guessing those are pretty popular. And then anything with the live golfers?
1: Yeah, a couple things, and I, I actually, actually asked Christian about both of those. So anything, if you're going to have Tiger Woods in a prop, look, it doesn't even matter now. He's six, he's sixty to one, he's seventy to one, he's whatever he is, whatever his odds are to win this tournament, it just doesn't matter. People are going to bet him, and I talked to multiple odds makers, not just BetMGM, but uh, you know a few of the other books larger books here in Las Vegas. Uh, who who do pretty good work on the golf odds side, and they're just like, Look, we just can't have Tiger Woods win. It really doesn't matter. Even if we feel like he's got no chance of winning, the betters are going to come in and put their money on him. They just, they want to, they always want to be on Woods, and I don't know how much longer that'll last, but it hasn't, it's not the way it was, let's, let's right. be honest. But, it's it's not dead yet either, that's for sure. But as far as the props, what Christian said about this at Betham Jam, he said the Tiger Woods specials are always very popular, and right now, as we head, you know, a couple days out for the tournament, Woods to Make the Cut is our most bet on prop. And the yes on that is minus two hundred, and the no is at plus one sixty. I think I saw yesterday it was relatively close back and forth with a little bit of a lean to the yes, but you know, that means people are laying the two the minus two hundred on him to to make the cut. And that's not uh, you know that's a that's a that's a that, that's that's a fair amount to lay. I'm not saying it's a bad bet at yeah, all. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's minus 200. I mean, it's it's a it's a clear favorite. So, um, but yes, they're they're doing that. And then as far as the live golfers, and you got a few guys who are you know among the top 15, 20 players or so on the odds board at BetMGM, maybe a little deeper than that, um, that are certainly contenders for this. And obviously, Dustin Johnson has won there before, but. Um, that was another one that, uh, that Christian said any live golfer to win the tournament is actually really popular so far. It's just a separate prop on will any live golfer. So you get, and I think there's like 18 of them in the field. Now, granted, not all of them are probably legit, but some of them are Smith at, at 21 and, and DJ at 28 and Kepka at 33. Those numbers are yesterday, by the way. So they, those might've adjusted. I'm not looking at the fresh numbers, but I'm sure they're in that ballpark, but, uh, you know, that might not be a, you know, a bad little fly. It's not even really a flyer plus 500. Um, so uh, that that one is definitely popular. Again, anything with Tiger Woods is going to be popular, whether it's uh, to make the cut or, you know, his over-under on his total score or, or what have you. It, you know, people gravitate to those for sure.
0: Patrick, got about two minutes or so left here, 90 mm-hmm. seconds. Uh, we were talking sure. earlier about NFL win totals. It's so early. We haven't even had the draft yet, but it's at least interesting to kind of see where teams have come in. How, how much, if – there's a lot at all and just money has come in on a lot of these win totals. Cause to me, I look at this and say, there's still the draft that makes a difference, but we've had most of free agency. So I can understand why some people may look at like the Cowboys at nine and a half and take the over on their win total, for example.
1: Right. I, I think, you know, it's more, it, it's, it's a lot more speculative at this point. So it's not like it's a market that's getting really heavily bent into. I do think what, what pumps that up more, um, what pumps it up from time to time and what has over these past few weeks is when you get uh, a key signing like uh, maybe maybe the Raiders with Garoppolo although I don't think that did that as we joked about last week I mean one book doubled their (laughs) Super Bowl odds, which was hilarious I might add especially as a Broncos fan it's really hilarious um not that the Broncos have any room to brag I get it but you know as a Broncos fan you like to see the Raiders uh kind of thrown to the mat every now and then. But I think what will do more of that, what will lead to more of that is, is, is getting to the draft, which is the next big thing on the NFL betting in the NFL betting markets. The draft is kind of the next big thing short of any other free agent maneuvers. If the Jets and the Rogers get this deal done or what have you, um, I don't think it'll, it, it won't get bet to that much, but there will be a burst Around the draft, and you'll see some yeah. numbers moving around, and and some numbers moving up and down based on who teams have added and what acquisitions they made, and maybe even trades and so forth surrounding the draft. That's when that market will really pick up.
0: Yeah, right now it's just kind of looking and thinking. I feel like before you actually start taking any action on anything. Right, but you might.
1: But there may be opportunity there. There's no sure. question. If you're if you're good at doing your homework on this stuff, you you know if you yep. you know if you've kind of doped out the draft a little bit, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, man, I think this might happen here. This might happen here. This number's yep. going to go up or down. I might want to take an under on this guy now, on this team now. And over on this team now and have value. So there's it's certainly worth looking at, but you have to kind of do a deep dive, do your homework if you if you're gonna yeah. bet it now, I
0: think. Gotta to, gotta to take your time with it, that's for sure. Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider. Thanks, Good talking to you buddy.
1: Oh, you bet. No. Have a great week
0: all.